This is a Dynamic Network podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another week of the Max Destruction Podcast. I am your favorite host, the one who might not have all the hair, but I do have all the brains, and with me is Ken. I like turtles. I, like- I, I appreciate that, Dustin. Yeah, yeah, I think we really, really appreciate that. It's not a side comment or slap in, in, the, in the feels for your co-host, of 16 episodes but you know what that's that's fine this is episode 15 for you and i uh i i, I feel a change in the winds says i uh see what i did there you know pirates yeah. you know how badly you know captain jack got his ass <laughs> beat <laughs> anyways anyways um first off whenever you said i like turtles the only thing that popped into my head is can i be a part of the turtle club turtle turtle <laughs> <laughs> we're probably gonna have Different to have the master guys on there Right. We're definitely going to have to have him on there, though. So, um, yeah, this week we have a very awesome episode, I think. Um, we got Lilu from The Fifth Element, repped by yours truly, Dustin. And then Ken has the Tomb Raider, Laura Croft, like, repped, like played by Angelina Jolie in that movie that no one remembers. Granted, the <laughs> video games are pretty sick. <laughs> I was going to say, Dustin, I'm pretty sure everybody your age and mine remembers that film. There's absolutely no way nobody remembers that film. That was that was a, an integral part of many a boy's life uh, in the early 2000s. Maybe photos um, of Angelina Jolie in the Laura Croft uniform? Sure. Movie itself? Maybe. Anyways, we got, I can't wait. We have the coolest and most exciting special guest coming on later. I can't wait for you guys to meet him. He, he has been with us for a long time, but at the same time, this is his first time being able to voice himself. So I'm really excited for that. But with that, you know, I want to get into my wham. You know, the character that uh, Ken didn't really like, but I don't care because I do. And that is Mark Wahlberg's character in Shooter. And we had some really cool answers. We actually had a lot of answers. We had Ben Richards from The Running Man. Uh, I don't know that next name. Vasali. Is that it? Vasili. 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 Enemy at the Gates. I actually don't know that one. Thomas Beckett from Sniper. Black Noir from The Boys. Chris Kyle from American Sniper. Booker from The Expendables, which I think is cheating because I'm pretty sure that is Chuck Norris's character and no one can be Chuck Norris. And Cougar from The Losers. I really like that one because that is actually a comic book movie. Uh, Some of those are comic book movies. And first and foremost, before we go any further, ladies and gentlemen, give Dustin a hand for actually putting the right exclamation points after. I'm very proud of him. Uh, Although we all know that my whams get three exclamation points. His only get one because, you know, reasons. Uh, So, Dustin, who out of that list do you think would would match up the best? Ooh, so I think. I think Cougar would be pretty good, but I almost feel like he might be too good of a sniper. 
Chris Kyle's a lot more obviously realistic. Booker's too crazy. Black Noir's a flipping superhero. I, I, I'm going to still go with Cougar, I think, from the losers. That's a solid pick, man. Uh, so, Vasily, uh, Enemy at the Gates, it's it's a it's a movie with Jude Law and Ed Harris in it. It's about the snipers in Stalingrad. Or, yeah, uh, Kaliningrad now. It was Stalingrad before. Um, incredible film, especially if you're into snipers, World War II, Russian versus Nazi. I mean, it, it didn't get any better than that. But I got to say, from my, my point of view, there is no better sniper on this list to go up against Mark Wahlberg than uh, Thomas Beckett, uh, which was uh, Tom Berenger's character in Sniper. Um, incredible movie. Uh, another one of those we're probably going to have to hit on while we're here uh, because it is in that sweet spot of, oh, I have no idea for what to do with the film. Let me just drop mercenaries in the middle of the jungle and have the guy be badass sniper. Uh, yeah, sounds good. We got Tom Berenger. Yeah, perfect, perfect. We'll just throw him at it. It's fine. Uh, but as far Already as original. like, no, oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, but as far as a semi-realistic type sniper, he was he was the leading man for a long time. Uh, and we all know, but you know, Bob Lee Swagger was totally based on a real person that definitely didn't shoot like he does. Uh, so uh, I'll give you this one, uh, Dustin. Uh, stay tuned for later when we get to the actual badass. Uh, when uh, when I get to it, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll take it back to you, Dustin. All right. Well, with that out of the way, we like to get into what we call. Tale of the Cocoa Butter, and I'm going to let our special guest take it off. Here at Max Destruction Podcast, and more specifically, the Destruction Deli, we use the Tale of the Cocoa Butter to break down the character's bios, abilities, and equipment for the match. Think of it like boxing or the UFC Tale of the Tape, but a lot more 80s action hero style. Glistening muscles were all the rage, and therefore, these mooks use it as measuring device. Ticket number 26. the cocoa butter all right that was great geo thank you for being a part of this podcast i can't wait to just continue to have you be with us um sorry about your deli shop i promise to somewhat keep destruction to a minimum unless ken pushes me anyways um yeah i think last sorry week, not sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> so last week we had the movie review, which Ken was the one who gave the tale of the cocoa butter. So I think I will go first, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I'll go first. I mean, winners first, right? All right. Anyway, um, I had Lilu from The Fifth Element, and the actress was Mila. Oh gosh, I'm gonna butcher this. Jovic, 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 Jovovic, Jovovic. It's close enough, Dustin. Something Miva. Anyway, she is five foot eight, weighs 130 pounds. She is in the movie The Fifth Element, and her rank, get this, perfect human, supreme being, kicking Laura Croft's butt. That's what her rank is. All right, bio. So this, uh, we'll, we'll see if this joke flies. I doubt it will. Hitler missed the Mar- memo that um, a perfect being is not blonde hair and blue eyes. It's red hair, blue eyes, and female. This was a genetically engineered, perfect, supreme being. So this movie starts off in 1914 in Egypt, where you see these 
really bulky, slow walking aliens show up on Earth and one dude shoots a key out of his fingertip and they're there to retrieve the stones along with the fifth element. And um, they're doing this because basically they decided they don't trust humans to keep this safe. I second that. I don't think that was a bad call whatsoever. And then they're like, don't worry, we'll be back in 300 years to save you. And sure enough, they do come back in 300 years. And they're instantly attacked by a warrior race of aliens shot down and they lose the stones along with the fifth element. Um, bad guy in this. Like, I just I love Gary Oldman. He he does great in everything he ever does. This might not be as good as his character in Leon, but man, it is so funny and cool to see the range of characters. He goes from being like a drugged out narcotics guy in 94 in Leon. And then in 97, he has a weird plastic deal on top of his head with a funny haircut and an art dealer who, I don't know, is just flipping out of his freaking mind. Anyways, um, the scientists, the scientists in the military are able to recover a hand and they're like, oh, no, don't worry. This is a plenty of genetic material for me to recreate an entire human being, not to mention the perfect being, you know, suspend your belief for once because this movie is not a serious movie. Um, <laughs> anyways, they recreate her and she's perfect. The guys are just flipping like drooling over her. Can't blame them. She looks great in the movie. And uh, <laughs> he's like, she starts hitting the glass. Guy's like, she can't get out of there, right? Oh, no, no, no. That's unbreakable. She flipping reels back, punches it, just smashes it like it's flipping nothing. And then she runs through what I will say is a wall, but I'm pretty sure it was just paper. It looks like paper, but it was supposed to be a wall. Anyways, (laughs) she's standing on the ledge. They try to talk her down and she jumps off. So this is just like feet after feet after feet for her. She is just incredibly strong and Laura Croft's just not going to have a chance. That's all there is to it. She jumps off of the building because she's a lunatic and she smashes through the roof of a taxi cab, taking no damage. Like she was completely fine. She just smashes through the roof. Bruce Willis is there like, what the heck just happened? Not a problem. Um, Issue. She can't speak English. She speaks the divine language as it's stated. So half the movie she just makes noises and uh, she gets the name Lilu. I don't even know if that's really what she was trying to say, but Bruce Willis like Lilu. Cool. Yeah, we'll go with that. Now to talk about some other feats of her as she goes into the movie, she finally meets the priest that she was supposed to. And he gives her basically a really janky futuristic computer. And she is able to absorb 5,000 years of human history within hours. On top of that, she teaches herself English and she teaches herself how to fight. And that's why it, that's the most important part about this podcast is the fighting. And she learned from none other than Bruce Lee videos. Okay. She knows the techniques she can flip and fight like no one's business later in the movie. We see her take down an entire room of these alien dudes. Like they're flipping nothing. I will say she does have one weakness and, um, it, it, it you know, it's, it's my weakness too. It's a bullet, uh, guns, guns hurt and they hurt her. I don't, you know, I'm a little like fuzzy on that. Like how they hurt her that bad. If she can jump through like a solid roof of a taxi and punch through walls and stuff, but, it makes for a really good movie. Anyways, 
um, she decides at the end of the movie that I don't know if the humans are worth saving. Like they just, they take whatever they want. They cause war, they kill each other. They do all this stuff. But Bruce Willis being that suave man that he is. And um, spoiler, he is one of my favorite actors of all time because we actually share a birthday, March 19th. Just, just saying that in case Ken wants to get me a present next year, it's, it's, it's March 19th. Anyway, oh, I'll um, get you a present. <laughs> so he convinces her that there is stuff we're saving, like beauty and love, you know? And they kiss, she destroys the bad guy. And as the end credits roll, we get a sneak peek of them doing the two person tango inside the same containment unit that she destroyed at the start of the movie. Now we get into her abilities and weapons. Again, she has that advanced intellect, able to absorb knowledge like you wouldn't believe. She has advanced fighting skills. She has heightened strength, speed, and reflexes, along with her speed learning to teach herself every fighting technique possible. Weapons, you know, her fists, she can punch somebody across the room. And weaknesses, like I said, uh, bullets. And that is Lilu. So, Dustin, I'm going to... I'll, I, I'll just say that was a, a moderately decent way of putting Lilu Dallas multipass. Uh, you did not pronounce her name correctly. Everybody knows it's <laughs> Lilu Dallas that. multipass. Um, multipass. Multipass. Yes. Amazing. Uh, so I absolutely love the fifth element. It's probably one of my top 10 guilty pleasure movies because it is not a good movie. There's absolutely nothing redeeming about this film. However, it is one of those movies that every time, well, I would say if I was flipping the channel, but I haven't had like cable in a long time. So now it's like if I'm just scrolling through Netflix and it's like, oh, the fifth element. Yeah, I'll watch that uh, because uh uh, it is probably one of the greatest films there is uh, when it comes to just that campy sci-fi want that everybody needs. I mean, you got Gary Oldman and Bruce Willis in the same film. Trivia point. They never meet in the entire film. They oh, never they meet. So the lead protagonist and the lead antagonist in a film never meet, uh, which is kind of cool i think you know it's a it's it's a stretch uh and you also forgot the most important character of the film Chris which Tucker. is Ru- yeah ruby rod yeah uh, I, I just realized that <laughs> my my man my man my man he's he's uh probably the best comic relief uh ever and the casino scene where he's fighting with corbin uh against the crazy looking aliens is probably one of my favorites but enough gushing about lilu and i i only really do that because uh it's interesting that lilu dallas is the perfect being but what is it that her opponent brings a lot of oh yeah that's right bullets lots and lots of bullets which is interesting because they are kind of her kryptonite too i mean there are everybody's kryptonite realistically uh it's kind of like you know vampires right it's shocking that a stake through the heart can kill a vampire well what's more shocking is it'll kill everything if you put a stake through its heart so i mean you know good on him good on uh but yes your opponent and the rightful winner of this because as she should be is the queen of video games herself lara croft interesting tidbit uh her name has been butchered and not actually pronounced correctly forever so there is a little bit of forgiveness for the fact that you can't speak uh 
intelligently when it comes to Russian or Eastern Bloc sounding names. But that's a that's a redeeming quality. That's how I know you're not a communist. So good, good work, my friend. <laughs> no, no, no red scare for you. All right. So let me go ahead and jump into Lara Croft. Now, Lara Croft, the version that I'm using is the Angelina Jolie version. I feel like she was the more popularized version when it comes to films, uh, not video games, of course. But a little bit of her uh, backstory was changed for those movies. Uh, there were other things that the director was focused on. And, and there, there are other things. So you, you're not even picking it up, Dustin. It's, it, this is oh, the sad I'm part. Thinking of, I'm thinking of short shorts. Uh, we're close. We're not. We're not there, but we're close. Uh, her guns, obviously, her guns. Yeah, yeah, Dustin, that's what I meant. Sick, that's what I said. Sick, sick man. This is this is why we can't have female characters, and this is why Giovanni didn't even want to come on the podcast. You know, he he was saddened by all of the lewd and lascivious comments that you make, and he said, "Good day, sir." I said, "Good day." All right. I'm pretty sure he was more mad about you constantly destroying his shop. Okay. Not my fault. Your fault. Regardless, let me go ahead and get it before I'm so rudely interrupted again. So Lara Croft is was depicted by Angelina Jolie and also Alicia Vikander uh, in the more recent film, which takes more of the survivor timeline. So there's three timelines of Lara Croft, Lara Croft. See, I did it myself. Uh, Lara Croft, uh, which was the original, uh, the updated reboot and then the survivor reboot. Uh, so really just think of it as really bad pixelated Lara, uh, somewhat better pixelated Lara, uh, and then updated console pixel Lara where she likes to get killed by bears and stuff. Uh, so Lara Croft is the daughter of a nobleman, uh, Lord Richard Croft, who is a noted uh, archaeologist. Uh, Lara is spunky and does not really want to go to regular schools. Uh, she gets kicked out of a bunch of boarding schools as she grows up because she wants to travel. She wants to learn what her father knows, and she figures the best way to do so is to learn as her father did, which is to go jets, you know, jet setting across the world. Because what what, you know, good father doesn't allow her, you know, think it's fine. You can get, you know, out of school uh, and just go jet setting amongst uh, temples and things that can kill you. Uh, Lara is uh, she is known as the treasure hunter, tomb raider extraordinaire. Uh, She is generally disinterested in upper class society, finding it stifling. Boyne is more interested in delving into the secrets of the past and finding what is is believed and not to exist. Uh, So she's gone everywhere from Atlantis to El Dorado uh, and gone back in time. She's always always in in trouble with with that little mistress of time. Uh, She's often in a race against it. Uh, She has been trained by the best and I'll get into her abilities here soon. Uh, but she has undergone training from and language skills and archaeological uh, knowledge from every continent in the world. Uh, she is a master of anything and everything uh, when it comes to occult-related uh, pieces. Uh, and she, and when she's not tomb raiding and stealing other people's cultures. Uh, she is selling other people's cultures because capitalism. Uh, and I don't disagree. I feel like that's kind of how you roll when you are Lara Croft. 
going into her abilities, uh, she is a master hand-to-hand hand combatant. She has extensive training in martial arts since she was trained by the very best. And while she has learned many different fighting styles over the years, her favorite is kickboxing, which is a kick-based martial art that focuses on speed and disabling your enemy before finishing them off with a quick blow. Uh, this complements Laura's uh, acrobatic style. Uh, she was a Olympic level gymnast, but decided not to go to the Olympics because you know reasons. Uh, as she overwhelms her foes with quick kicks and acrobatic movements, she never wastes a move and always plans ahead. Uh, which goes into her next uh, ability, which is intelligent uh, intelligence rather. Having learned many languages and incredibly knowledgeable about ancient history and modern history in particular, Lara dis displays some of her uh, knowledge of ancient Japanese architecture and history. Uh, Lara is knowledgeable about architecture and culture. She can spout off uh, facts about any coin, artifact, and ruin that she finds. She knows the most about uh, historic treasures areas and often keeps notes of them uh, as well as the treasure themselves and her manner. Uh, she's been taught by the, some of the greatest uh, minds in the world uh, and has knowledge that far surpasses most people of her age and of really any age. Uh, she's exceptionally skilled when it comes to fighting, able to read and predict foes to take them down, and she also appears to have some know-how in med the medical department as she's able to basically patch herself up with nothing but medical tape and leaves, because uh, that's how you do it. Uh, she is a master marksman. Uh, she was trained by SES, uh, which is even more uh, of a, let's say, special group uh, than some of our American brethren, uh, where they rely mostly on their uh, marksmanship standards. Uh, she is trained from everything from pistols all the way to rifles, uh, but she typically carries uh, two uh, X'd out Smith & Wesson uh, Model D uh, 9mm, which have compensators on the end, which are stupid, but I'm not going to get into that in this podcast because that we don't have enough time for me to explain why compensators are dumb. Okay, fine. Compensators are dumb because they don't actually increase your accuracy, but in most of the guns that she has, they have compensators. We're just going to say that she extends the barrel in order to accomplish that feat of zeroing out the accuracy without taking out some of the uh, muzzle flash that keeps her, I wouldn't say hidden, because uh, Lara Craft is never really hidden, um, and she will be wielding those two 9mm with at least 40 rounds of ammunition uh, and a pump-action shotgun, because that's typically what she will carry. Finally, Lara is lucky. She's incredibly lucky, but doesn't rely on it often, although she's escaped situations through sheer luck to include... 15 plane crashes and three times dropped on a mountain that is uninhabitable by anybody but a yeti. Also, finally, Lara really is knowledgeable about everything. She really knows how interested the world is in artifacts. However, she is not above going into a cave that's been sealed off for 65 million years and murdering a dinosaur. You know, a real live dinosaur that has somehow survived in a cave for 65 million years, she will murk a fool. And that is exactly what she's going to do to Lilu Dallas Multipass. Okay, not, not going to lie, I am a little worried about all the firepower. But you, she's not a perfect human, you know, and uh, Lilu is. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Uh, as well, you should, Dustin. Uh, but before we actually get into the match, we should probably describe like how we do this, right? Uh, 
but we won't. I feel yeah. like maybe Giovanni is going to explain how we come up with the winner of this match. You guys and your simulated battles get out of here. These guys couldn't tell you what the difference between a bazooka and a machine gun. Therefore, they stole the simulator model from the dynamic dual goons. The model is based on a similar Monte Carlo simulation that the producers of the Deadliest Warrior used to identify who would win in a fight. The nerds on this cast take data points from different stats such as strength, speed, damage potential and most important a sense of humor. The points are distributed along a bell curve and simulated 1000 times to determine the winner by science TM. This would be incredibly boring and therefore would not work for this medium so we allow Ken and Dustin to play in a sandbox with action figures in quotes. Wow, that was incredibly insightful Giovanni, thank you. Uh, I am not ter terribly, uh, you know, upset about the fact that I'm giving you a voice on my podcast. Uh, and I feel like everything is going to work out just fine. Uh, and the fact that maybe you are not a, uh, you really aren't. And actually, come on here is, is brave. And I'm super excited about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not disgruntled Justin, how are we going to, no, 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 uh, Dustin, how do you think we should set this match up? Ooh, you know, let's see, Tomb Raider slash futuristic, but they have one thing in common, and that is They're hot. the Egyptian. Yeah, okay, yeah, that too. Uh, Egyptian uh, tomb pyramid. We're gonna we're gonna go with like an ancient Egypt like structure. I think that that's a perfect fighting ground because you got Lilu. That's where the fifth element stones go. Laura, she likes treasures, and I'm sure she wouldn't feel bad stealing a headdress off of a pharaoh. Uh, as long as it controlled time. Uh, she really doesn't yeah. kind of screw around with trinkets of uselessness, you know, that just look good. Uh, she's always really after the things that probably could destroy the world at least seven times over. So we'll say she's going for the, the, the poor stones. Yeah, you know what? Perfect. I think we should do that. Perfect. Uh, I feel like Lara is probably going to go first in this matchup. Like she's going to, you know, be coming in into the antechambers of the pyramid with her, you know, torch held high. You know, one of the bad guy from Bad Guys Are Us, because they always are. That never, never works. She never has a competent or trustworthy companion by her side. Uh, is going to then try to kill Lara before she even gets all the way in. Uh, but before that happens, she's going to knee him in the balls. Uh, while he is squirming in pain, she's going to draw her 9mm and shoot him in the head. That's right, folks. You thought I wasn't going to be able to get one in on this episode. Wabam! <laughs> I was actually extremely shocked. So kudos to you. I applaud you, good sir. All right. So Lilu saw all this happen because it's not like they're being quiet about this. They got a gun. They got a torture showing her exactly where they're at. So she's gonna get Lara's attention, and then she's gonna like go down the hall and hide around the corner. And as Lara gets close with her pistol, as soon as she goes around that corner. Lilu's going to use her Bruce Lee fighting skills to kick that gun straight out of her hand and then elbow her in the jaw. That's a good move. I really didn't even think about something like that. But fortunately for Lara, uh, this is a move that she is quite 
used to, considering every time you play the game or do anything, she tends to jump backwards and do backflips as she goes. So that's exactly what Laura is going to do. But instead of just backflipping all the way away, she's going to jump and backflip and catch the 9mm that's flying in the air from the kick. Uh, and then as she's coming around front side, she's going to push forward with both 9mm and start firing into the rock where Lilu is standing. So Lilu's going to, as she's doing this backflip to go grab the gun, Lilu takes her chance to move. And again, she's a little bit quicker, a little bit stronger than your average you know, person. So she's going to go find some cover and... I'm going to say she's going to grab a rock and from the opposite side that Lara is shooting from, because she doesn't know where she dipped off to because she was too busy trying to be cool and grab do backflips and stuff, man. She's going to get a rock to the hand. Okay. So she's probably going to have to drop one of her nine millimeters. That's fine. She'll kick it back up and like land in her holster. This is what Lara does. Okay. She's lucky. I don't think you quite understand that, but fine. Uh, so Lara's gonna, you know, kind of see this as a challenge. You know, she's very much a challenge-related gal. Uh, she doesn't back down, uh, and if she sees another high-functioning, high-powered woman in her area, uh, she's going to want to take whatever she has first uh, and escape the, the the pyramid. So she's going to holster both nine millimeters. Uh, and she is going to take a running start at Lilu, but instead of like coming up close, she's going to use one of the pedestals from the antechamber to spring up and then just do a full-on body kick, uh, both feet forward right into Lilu's chest. Okay, so Lilu stumbles back. She, say, bounces off a wall. It hurts a little bit, but this this is a woman who fell through the roof of a taxi cab. So she gets up and she goes for a leg sweep followed by an uppercut. So she goes for the leg sweep. I'm going to say Lara is probably acrobatic enough to dodge most of it, but she's probably not going to get out of the uppercut. And it's going to take her off her feet. She's, she definitely wasn't realizing how powerful Lilu is. So... Lara is going to take this uppercut and then use it as kind of a a movement to roll backwards. Uh, unfortunately, getting to the edge of the pedestal that they're both on. Uh, however, as she stops herself, she's going to unsling her 12-gauge and fire two rounds right at the area. Okay, so Lulu's going to have to try to dodge this, I'll say... You know, obviously, she's not faster than a bullet. She's going to take some damage here. She's going to be hurting, and she knows that she has to finish this fight quick now. So she is going to pick up, say, a stray piece of debris, charge Lara with it, and stab her in the throat. Uh, But instead of allowing that to happen, Lara's going to kind of duck around, taking the slice on her face, which is going to piss her off, by the way. Uh, And then Lara's going to put a a foot of fury into Lilu's knee, bending it backwards. And as it bends backwards and she starts falling backwards in pain, Lara's going to pump one more round right into her head. And while that happens, she's going to say, Mom. You must be allergic to lead. 
<laughs> that was so corny and so lame. So anyway, uh, Lilu, I'm going to say pushes a shotgun out of the way in time, says multi-pass, and then throws Lara off of the pedestal, making her land on her neck, cracking her skull and killing her. That was uh, savage. That was that yes. was uh, that was savage, my friend. And I kind of feel like uh, that was unwarranted. That was completely unwarranted, and uh, you should feel ashamed. Uh, I don't. But before we get into your shame spiral, that's probably going to happen after this podcast is over. Uh, before we announce the fight, the winners of the fight, uh, I think Geo's got another r- announcement regarding what we're going to next. That's right. They put their characters in a simulated environment, which is so risky according to some cough dynamic duel, but is utilized for a match. The outcome does not affect that actual winner, but it is funny for everyone except me who seems to be consistently screwed as my insurance company dropped me. But whatever, you folks like hearing about how my fifth generation business is destroyed. Ticket number 50. Hey Luigi, we are all out of Gabagool. Salami, curse you, Max Destruction. All right, that was that was fantastic. And as he said, we're going to give you our ratings. And I'm going to say, you know, we got we got shotguns, we have guns, we have a superhuman being that can run through walls and cause some damage. I'm going about two point five. Yeah, I definitely would go that far. I think the lack of an explosive. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of affects this a little bit. But the fact that Lilu can punch through solid walls and also steal uh, with her body uh, probably makes up for it. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go a three on this one, Dustin, uh, Ooh, just to be okay. different. Um, so just just for you, we're going to go a three. <laughs> right on. I will take it. All right, so with that out of the way, let's get into the results. And I'm scared to find out who won. Well, Dustin, I feel like you shouldn't be afraid. Uh, don't you have the perfect human being? You know, the, the, the woman that is, is perfect in every single way and uh, uh, unfortunately can get shot, like, a lot. That's I mean, why I'm that's scared. Set. <laughs> that's why I'm scared. I, Her only weakness is what Lara carries, carries in abundance. So I have the stats um, for this fight, uh, and uh, I think you were right to be afraid. So the stats were extremely one-sided, and really it comes down to the firepower. Uh, Not only that, but some knowledge and strategic fighting. Uh, Lilu's only been strategic about the fact that she watched Bruce Lee movies uh, and not had years and years and years of explaining. So with that out of the way, we will say the winner of this week's match is Lara Croft. Uh, by a little bit. We'll go with a little bit. Uh, I don't think you really want to know how bad this ass beating was. Uh, but that's okay, folks. We just know that Dustin knows that he lost uh, and everything is good in the world. Uh, I would be interested, I think, to do this again with uh, maybe a team-up match with our next week's fighters. Uh, I think Ooh. that would actually be cool, uh, especially if we outlaw firearms. Uh, I guess we'll get into that. So, last 
We we already chose who we were going to do next week, which of course is another woman centric podcast because these badass chicks are the reason why most of us kids growing up uh, were idolizing the action woman genre. Of course, that's Ellen Ripley and Sarah Connor. Uh, and I know I personally can't wait to see how that one turns out, but we will see. Dustin, before we get out of here uh, and we get to my wham, uh, we need to pick next week's fight. Uh, and next, next, next week. week. Yeah, next. The next next week. You know what I mean. God damn it. <laughs> stop, stop correcting me. Uh, and just so you guys know, we don't do blooper reels here. Everything pretty much stays in here because I find it funnier when you actually hear how badly we suck at some of these conversations. Um, so next next week, as Dustin likes to say, uh, is really probably the, like one of my favorite old time TV shows that I remember watching when I was a kid. It's B.A. Baracus. That's right. Mr. T himself. Ooh, okay. Versus Action Jackson, which if you have never watched that movie, you need to. He is the Black James Bond. Uh, and if you are really curious, and for those of you audience members that are really into our social media, uh, you can go ahead and tell me who played him. Don't cheat. Do not cheat by going on the Google box. Just tell me who played him, and you'll get a cookie. I'm not real sure who we're going to send, but we'll send it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, why don't you go ahead and call it in the air, my friend? Heads. Oh, my friend, I'm sorry. It is Tails. Uh, oh God, it's just a, an episode for you to continue to suck. Ah, uh, It happens, I, man. It happens. Uh, I think I'm going to go Mr. T. I think I'm going to go B.A. I can't wait to see how this one turns out, uh, especially considering I know exactly how well he can shoot. Uh, as for everybody in the A-team, you put them up against stormtroopers, nobody's dying. Just <laughs> Everyone just runs out of ammunition. They put their guns down, and, and that's it. All right, Fantastic. so this week's wham. is someone that I, I I just I feel like doesn't get enough love. I mean truly does not get enough love. Uh that would be Stuart the Minion. That's right, fools. I'm going despicable me. I want you to put up against a minion. Specifically Stuart. And I will go into the reasons why I picked him uh, next week. So you have to continue uh, <laughs> listening to this. Uh, Dustin will get a backstage after that. Uh, but okay, because uh, I'm, I'm confused. Think, <laughs> I think I think uh, that's it for for us, Dustin. How are you feeling? Well, you got anything else for these guys? Uh, I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I half expected it because I realized Lulu has no guns. That is fantastic. Also, he's Holding up what looks like a crocheted minion with a Superman costume. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yes. That oh, is man, that is fantastic. That is, that, is, that is really cool, actually. So, um, yeah, anyway, um, now, now I'm snaking. Now I'm, now I'm scared. I'm scared. Anyways, uh, Terminator for the win next week. So, uh, 
Suck it, Ellen Ripley.